Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare, no, the devil's nightmare here from It's Time to Man Up, challenging men to step into their true manhood. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. Oh, I am excited about the show that we have for you today on Kingdom Pursuits. We have with us Steve Hines, and Steve Hines is author of Salt, Light, and Kids, Parenting Well in Today's Culture. So welcome, Steve. Thank you so much. Good to be here. Boy, we got a great connection. You sound like you're sitting right next to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Good. It is awesome. Doesn't happen all the time. So where where do you live? I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Ah, that's where my brother lives. That's awesome. So, mm-hmm. um, so is this your first book or have you read other, written others? It is my first book in quite a, quite a God story, how it came about. But yes, it, it is, uh, my first book and just, uh, published it not that long ago. What a courageous thing. So, you know, it's really cool when God gives you something and you on obedience, right, take on something that was probably so far out of your comfort zone you couldn't even imagine, right? It was quite an interesting story, Robbie. Uh, and I can give you the Cliff Notes version if you'd like to hear it, but it was one of the biggest God Oh, I want to hear, hear the whole thing, but we've yeah. got we to do a little something here on Kingdom Pursuits our listeners are expecting. Yeah, okay, and so sure. we're going to get through this, and then we'll get on to the story. So yeah. speaking, and you might Perfect. have guessed, you know, this is like fodder for me. So speaking of salt. <laughs> now the fun begins. Yeah, why sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, it is. So speaking of Saul, are you ready for this, Christian? I hope you are. Yeah, okay. my, uh, my son told me when he was a teenager, you know, our re- relationship, Dad, you know, he said is, is kind of like my Himalayan pink salt lamp. Got any guess what he said? <laughs> Tell me. I don't have a guess, Robbie. Uh, I don't think it's working and I feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly what I feel like whenever I see one of those lamps. Anyway, I think you guys can have a good shot at this. I'm really counting on you, Christian, because this is right up your alley. Okay. Of, a, of you know, you have the skill set to. But of course, if Nick or Brandon, you know, feel free to jump in as well as of course, you know, Steve. Anybody, you know, this is a pretty easy one. But what do you call a gun that shoots salt? Oh gosh, a gun that shoots a salt. Gun. gun that shoots salt. Am I overthinking it? Yes. I'm salt not overthinking gun. it. Something simple. Salt. Yeah, gun. it is an assault rifle. And did you hear about the guy that was addicted to salt? I didn't. Yeah. Tell me about him. Did you hear about him, Steve? I have not. 
How about you guys, Brandon, Nick? I have not. I have I, not. I understand he was cured. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I love it. <laughs> oh, I, I got to tell you, I do love these today. So, did you happen to know that the oceans are comprised of minimally carbonated salt water? Yeah. I, I believe that. Yeah. So, okay. what, what might you conclude from this information? Got any ideas, Steve? Mm. I'm going to let you go Caesar. first. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. What do you think, Nick? You got something? I'm already thinking too hard on this. It's going to go away in my head. Well, let me just say that some might conclude that the earth is flat. <laughs> oh, salt, <laughs> yeah, soda. Minimal, I get it. It's flat. carbonated. Oh yeah. Carbonated yeah. flat earth. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I would have never got that. <laughs> I would have not got that either. That's so funny. I bet you got this one, though. I'm hoping for you guys. You guys, are, you, you, you can get one. And on this scale, you know, that's a good score. So why did the Romans pay their soldiers in salt? Maybe you knew that. I don't know. Is it a, is it a joke answer or the biblical? No, no, it's definitely, well, it's both. <laughs> okay. I could probably get close on the biblical answer, but on a joke, I'll have oh, to. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Second. So they would no be idea. seasoned veterans. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh. It's so I good. Dumb. I feel so bad. I know. And on yeah. this list, this is actually my favorite. I've waited. I've kept the best of my, you know, then we're going to get to the biblical one. But then, and it too is quite humorous, but what's the opposite of Himalayan salt? I know you've concerned yourself with this before, Nick. What is the all opposite of Himalayan salt? Her standing pepper. Yeah. Oh, oh there it goes. I was going to say, he shoots, he scores. Pulled it out in the fourth. Uh, there you did. It's how you finish that matters. So, oh, yeah, that's right. Why the Bible school, <clears throat> while the school, Sunday. I'll get it. I'll learn how to read eventually. While the Sunday school teacher explained the story of looking back and turning into a pillar of salt, little Johnny raised his hand and he said, my mommy looked back once while she was driving and she turned into a telephone pole. (laughs) (laughs) So who in the Bible, and don't answer this one, Steve, because we're looking for callers to call in and win, hopefully your book or some other book, um, All you have to do is call us at 866 and tell us who in the Bible actually was turned into a pillar of salt. 866-348-7884 is the number. Call in and tell us who in the Bible actually was turned into a pillar of salt. And if you know that, what do you think, Nick? You want to tell them what they'll win? Or we'll go with Brandon. They don't exactly know what to say, but what they're going to get is a wonderful prize from the Kingdom Pursuits Prize Vault. Including, if your choice of a t-shirt, always you could be styling and profiling in a Truth Network t-shirt, or you could get the book of choice, which today happens to be, I know you're wondering, salt, light, and kids parenting well in today's culture. So, (laughs) with the end of the shenanigans, we will move on. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. (laughs) So, Steve, now we can get into your story, which I'm very interested in, while they try to figure out how to turn the music down. It just doesn't have the same impact, you know. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm still kind of relishing that I got that last. I was impressed. I really was. Take that in. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) All right.
So, like, man, how did this happen? As far as the book goes or me getting yeah. that riddle? I don't know. No, the, the well, both, but the, you can just go yeah. with, the, with the story behind the yeah. book. Well, I, it, interesting story, Robbie. I've been, um, I, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I just turned 60, and so I've been in a lot of different business things and kind of have been, over the last couple of years, coming to a, uh, crescendo of, you know, it's time to do something else. And so for the last year and a half or so, I've, I've been kind of praying and waiting on the Lord to give me an answer, which typically comes in a whisper as to what I do next. And about a year ago, exactly, maybe even a year ago to this day, I was sitting in the car with my, at that time, one-year-old granddaughter, and she was taking a nap. So I was sitting in total silence, which you know how valuable naps are for little kids. So I was glad to be the guy to do that. And so I was sitting there literally in the total silence and the Lord spoke to me probably the loudest he ever has in my 45 years of being a believer and said, I want you to write a book on parenting. Never had any thought, uh, or even, a even an iota of a thought, about writing a book, much less writing one on parenting. And I sat there wondering if I heard what I think I just heard. And it was maybe not an audible voice, but it was, it just as well could have been because it was just so loud. And I sat there and there was no doubt that's what God said. And so that was really surprising because I, the things I'd considered doing were nowhere even close to, to the story of writing a book. So I went home and started writing that day and had the first draft in about a week wow it, it, it was it was a really great experience wow well, we have to go to a break <clears throat> that yeah. is quite a story we're going to get more into that a whole lot of salt light and kids plus we have john in richmond who happens to think he knows who was turned into a pillar of salt in the bible and if you have another answer, we'd love for you to call us at 866-348-7884. And boy, we're loaded for bear. We're with our assault rifle today. You know, just saying. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And so fun today, we have Steve Hines with us. He's the author of Salt, Light, and Kids, Parenting Well in Today's Culture. And uh, I, I one time um, interviewed the Kendrick brothers, um, who you know wrote many amazing, unbelievable Christian movies. And I asked them, you know, where did they get these ideas for these amazing movies? And they said, Robbie, we like good ideas, but we only go with God ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Amen. so as you heard at the beginning of the show that this book, Salt, Light, and Kids, it was a God idea. So my guess is just based on that information, I'm already totally sold. Uh, because if God wants it written then there's going to be some reasons behind that that we may not understand at first, but it's really, really cool. But next, I've got to get to, we have all these wonderful callers that are calling in today to answer my riddle. So I will tell both of you that, you know, if if John gets this, Marsha, please, please, please stay on the air because I definitely want to talk to you and we want to get you a prize as well for calling in. So first up, John, I understand 
you feel like you know who in the Bible was turned into salt? Lot's wife. You are correct. And her name was? Zora? No, sorry. That's not right. Mrs. Lot. Uh, Can you go with Mrs. Lot? <laughs> Mrs. Lot? Yeah, I don't think her name is named. <laughs> yeah, they, we don't know. <laughs> so I just thought I'd stump you with that one. So, you know, but no. Okay, wait, I, I, I don't remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> you're exactly right as far as it was Lot's wife. But my question to you, and to a minute and to Marsha and maybe even to Steve, is why? Because honestly, I, I know a lot about it, the story, and I've studied it and studied it and thought about it. But I would love your take on it. Why do you think God turned her into a pillar of salt? Sure, I, just, I think it's the same principle. I, I think it's the same principle as Jesus when he said, once you put your hand on the plowshare, don't look back. Same, same principle, uh, looking back to the old life, not focused on God, focused on the things of the past. Oh, that's good. I like that, John. Mm-hmm. I had not connected those two passages. But somebody told me once that, you know, you want a commentary on the Bible, read the Bible. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> so, you know, that's well played. Yeah, good answer, good answer. All right, I'm excited to take Marsha. Thank you for calling, John. We'll by all means get you out. Whatever you choose there from the Kingdom Pursuits prize vault, we're moving on to Marsha. So, Marsha, you are on Kingdom Pursuits. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am excited because often people have answers to my riddles that I never would have thought of. And so um, I'm very curious. First of all, what was your answer going to be? Well, John beat me to the punch. It was going to be Lot's wife. So do you know her name? I don't think they told us, did they, in the word? No, they didn't. But it is Mrs. Lot. I, I, I think Mrs. I, I, Mrs. You know, <laughs> she ended up being lots of salt. That's for sure. But so, how that's about right. you, Marsha? Have you ever sat back and thought, like, gee, why did he turn her into that particular thing? Like, he could have done a lot of stuff to make the point. But why, why salt and why a pillar of it? Well, now you've stumped me. I was going to go with John's answer. She turned from the plowshare, but uh, she was disobedient. And then when I was listening to him and thinking about it, I was like, yeah, if it's just disobedience, I would have been salt decades ago. <laughs> so, I think to turn, yeah, turning back to our hand from the plowshare, we'd be salt too. Let me give you a little more information, okay? Because I've yes, studied please. this, I've studied it at length and I have a lame answer. I'm not really happy with it, but I have, a, <laughs> I, I have a lame answer. You see, salt in Hebrew is milah. And that word is very much connected to a covenant promise. Because uh, the actual circumcision is referred to as a Brit Milah, which is a, a cut of a promise. Okay? And, and the idea of a pillar, the, the Hebrew words as, as they're functioning and the root there would be to take a stand. So, in a way, he's standing on the promise, right? Yeah. Like, and, and I almost have a sense of Mrs. Lot, did you promise not to turn back? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's a little lame. I'm not completely happy with it, but I, 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 I love 
I'd love to hear, you know, I actually had never heard the turn it back from the plowshare idea, um, but that's so good. I love it. It is. It is for sure. Well, I am so great. Pardon me? I'm sorry. The, the word of the Lord is so perfect, and we need to just feed on it as much as possible every day that we live. I could not agree with you more, and it is the joy of my life. <laughs> Amen, <laughs> and, uh, brother. It just is. It's, it's what wakes me up in the morning, and I'm looking forward to it, and and thank you. I And you know what else? I I love to share this show with folks like you, Marsha, because I, I love to laugh, and and I, I love to, to, I love the concept of the idea of somebody like Steve. God gives him an idea. They've never written a book. It, you know, if I had my choice, it would always be author, authors with their first book because, you know, God gives them this idea and they step out on this, you know, platform of faith that they can fall, you know, and, and, and great, take great risk to do stuff. Have you got anything like that in your life, Martha? That, that you heard God telling you, well, you need to do this, and you stepped out in faith like that? Uh, yes, I married my husband. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is he there? I married my sweetheart, and you know what? He is uh, always before I would pick, well, I picked my first husband because I picked him. And... Uh, he was a wonderful man. We were married 30 years, but it wasn't until the last, I don't know, six years of his life um, that he turned his life over to the Lord, and that was great. But then I was perfectly fine not being married after many years of taking care of a person at home with Alzheimer's. And I looked one day for no reason, and I said, Lord, if you want me to get married again, I'd do it. <laughs> but, wow. but with no real, but with no real conviction. And then this sweet man, I would never have been, you know, attracted to, starts talking to me at church. I said, "Who is this guy?" Well, God showed both of us after a courtship. He said, "You know what? You're supposed to be married to each other." And we have had the most profoundly blessed life of the Lord in church and being a witness to our stubborn grown-up children he's just one so yeah that was a wonderful surprise that is wonderful and and it's wonderful to hear your story today and i'm so grateful you know you called in yeah obedience pays off (laughs) (laughs) the lord Lord blesses the obedient he's just such a wonderful yeah the the my bosses, the owners of the Truth Broadcasting's parents taught Sunday school at the church I attended for many, 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 many years, and they were famous for saying, obedience brings blessing, disobedience brings conflict. (laughs) Amen. Isn't that the truth? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Marsha. You have a great afternoon, and I am very excited because... We're going to move up to Randall, and Randall has some ideas on salt. So this is this is what I'm looking for, a salty conversation with Randall. So, Randall, you're on King to Pursuits. Good morning. Good morning. What have you got for us? No, I'm talking about uh, Leviticus talks about uh, to season all your uh, offerings with salt. Right. So uh, in the New Testament, Jesus said, you are the salt of this world. Right. And we are living sacrifices. 
So we have to live up and be salt and light in this world. You know, I think somebody ought to write a book like this about kids, you know? <laughs> that's a good idea you know I don't know why somebody else is that. oh oh wait a minute yeah but no that's great that's absolutely great Randall I mean and, and so why do you think God made you know Lot's wife Mrs. Lot turn into a pillar of salt uh, because of the covenant of the salt in the Old Testament the stand you have to stand and you know uh, yeah you have to stand you on your promises and apparently you know, this is, you're going to stand, it, but it's, there's, it's really a neat thing too. When you think about it is, you know, this was the perfect solution. I don't know how it was a perfect solution when we get to heaven, but we do know God did it and it's got to be perfect. And that is it's kind of a neat thing to kind of chase after it to go, wow, I wonder how all that works, but I'm so grateful that you called in today, Randall. And for that, we are going to give you the keys to the Kingdom Pursuit Prize Vault to pick something. We're going to put you back on hold and they're going to get something for you, Randall. Thank you so much for calling in today. All right. Bye. Goodbye. God bless. God bless. So, Steve. Yes, sir. Why do you think? <laughs> I mean, you wrote a whole book on the subject of salt. I know you've studied it a lot. What do you think? Well, I got the uh, riddle right, so I don't have to answer this. Oh, okay, you you don't have to. You really you really I, don't. I, I, no, I do. Uh, uh, relative to Lot's wife, I mean, I do think it all goes back to the disobedience. God said, "Don't turn around," and she turned around. I think it's. I don't know why he decided salt in a pillar of salt at that was the was the punishment, but I do believe. You know, the concept of disobedience versus obedience, which which we talked to with the lady just a little, right, right, little right, bit ago, yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough concept to get our hands around for sure, but it's an important one. All right. Well, I know that you guys have been wanting us to dig into this book, so I'm so excited to find out some of the content of this book. It's called Salt, Light, and Kids, Parenting Well in Today's Culture. And so we come back, we're going to let you know how to get that book and all about it. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where... We hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And today we are talking with Steve Hines, who has a passion for parenting well in today's culture. And as such, he was the author of the book, Salt, Light, and Kids. And so, Steve, I've noticed over the years that when God gives somebody, a, a, you know, an, an op opportunity, I guess, to study and write a book, that he often has a great big old surprise in store for them that he's wrapped up with a bow. <laughs> and in their research, they're like, oh, I did not know. Th oh, man, if I'd only known this when I, you know. So I am well, curious, like, is there something in your book that really just kind of took your breath when, when, you, when, you, when you understood what God was getting at? Probably a lot of things, Robbie. I think... If I had to say one thing in, in the research I did that my eyes were really open to, and this is kind of a, uh, I guess, a foreboding 
subject, but just seeing what Satan has done in our culture to our kids and to adults over the last 10 or 15 years, particularly with the, with the uh, start of social media, it kind of mirrors that. And just seeing how successful he's been in desensitizing our minds to what's really sinful. And if you think back to when we were young, there were, you know, it would be very difficult to find anything on TV that was in even in the least bad. And you, and you look at now with what's on streaming and so on, and just the soft porn. And you think about what he's done with language. You think about what he's done with drugs and used to just taboo. And that was it. And now there's, you know, a lot of states that have legalized drugs and things like that and open air drug markets and cities. And so just seeing, uh, taking a kind of a 30,000 foot uh, look down at how successful Satan has been at desensitizing the generations alive today to sin and at, a, at what young age that he's doing that. I'll, I'll tell you one quick story that's very apropos for me. I have a five-year-old granddaughter and a few weeks ago I was sitting with her watching Trolls, which is a big kids show and she turned to me and said that boy right there in the show had a baby and I said oh what are you talking about God has made it where girls have babies and boys are the dad uh, dads and the fathers and she said well that may be what you think but that boy had a baby and it just hit so home to me at how at a younger and younger age kids are are being confused and attacked by the by Satan and just how we have to be more than ever diligent kind of like what the during the break the the pastor was talking about we have to be very diligent with our with our children and our grandchildren and be aware of the schemes of the evil one so but there were so many things God just gave me a fresh viewpoint on interestingly I kind of wrote the book since I'm my kids are grown from thinking about my two granddaughters a lot and what they're growing up in. And, and it was very sobering to really put all that pen to paper and, and put it into, um, you know, a book form. So quite, quite sobering thoughts on what's going on today, but there's hope and there's always hope. Of course, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And, so parents can take heart. Uh, God can do measurably more than all we ask or imagine, but there are challenges we have to be aware of as parents and grandparents. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. And so from a standpoint of salt and light, how do you, how do you weave those into the book? Yeah, and a great question. When I first started writing the book, and when I say first, I mean the first two hours, because like I said, it was, it was a pretty, it was all, it, once I got the first draft done, there was a lot that happened after that, but the first draft came pretty quickly and I started off writing it almost more from a salt of the earth standpoint. You hear people say he's salt of the earth, which means upstanding and honest and hardworking and trustworthy and all those things, which I think a lot of that is, is missing in society today. But pretty quickly, God said, no, it needs to, it, it can be about that, but it also needs to be about Matthew 5, when Jesus says, you're the salt of the earth and light of the world, as the earlier caller talked about. So I weave both of those concepts together because I think they're hand in glove with each other, the things that the 
the worldly definition of salt of the earth it would be defined as really bleeds into us being salt of the earth and light of the world and proclaiming the name of Jesus. So, and I, I write it, people ask me, you know, what the philosophy is the book written about, and it's not written about any. It's basically the story of my wife of 36 years and I journey the, the good and the bad, which there was plenty of both with our two kids and what we learned all along the way. We did teach a lot of parenting small groups and things like that. So, you know, we had experience in, in the subject, but like I said, never had done a book, but it's just our story and kind of what we learned and what we hope people learn. End it with a, with an altar call to Jesus. The Lord put on my heart that there needs to be a chance for people to accept the Lord somewhere in this book. So that's kind of the big ending of the book. That is that is cool, and I'm so happy that 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 you took the challenge, and and, and you went and did that. I I do the Christian Car Guy Radio Show right before I do Kingdom Pursuits, and we happen to be talking mm-hmm. on this subject about kids, <clears throat> and both my guest or actually co-host uh, Jerry and I, you know, have raised children and have grandchildren. I'm a little bit older than you, but not much, and I was reflecting like. You know, I, I drug my kids to school and youth group and, you know, everything that I could get them to when they were younger. And I was trying to think what turned out to be the most effective now that I've looked back over the years as far as, you know, things along those lines as far as church. And as I thought through it, I went, wow, you know what, what really ended up being the fruit of, of and I did not see this coming that I think I'm wondering if you have something about it in your book was that their peer groups, their friends, they, their bedrock friends from church camp and those kind of things are still their friends to this day. In other words, they don't have a relationship with one of those Sunday school teachers. They don't have any relationships with the preachers or anything like that. But they they had some place to go that would be fun that wasn't going to a wild party. They had a place where they felt like I belong here and I'm accepted and appreciated and loved in their prayer groups because of their friendships. And that was fruit that lasted like to this day, every, all three of my children, um, which now, you know, my oldest is 34, have got what I would call bedrock friends. That, that, you know, that kind of person you could call at three in the morning and they're going to come over and do something that are still in very much in their lives. Like my one daughter's getting married here in a couple of weeks and her, whatever you call brides, uh, What's the chief of the bridesmaids? <laughs> I forget. But anyway, uh, you know, it was a girl that she, yes. yeah, totally went to Sunday school with, went up through school, you know, all that stuff. Every camp, you know, it was church that brought them together and they're still together. And same, same way with my other daughter and my right. son. Right. Maid of honor. Right. By the way. Okay. Yeah. I, I, and I definitely talk about that. And there's a whole chapter on friends and then there's a whole chapter on the, dating boyfriends and girlfriends but relative to friends show me your child's friends and i'll show you your child and with our family we had some good things relative to that and we had some bad things relative to that and it's just so interesting to mirror my my kids behavior relative to who they're they were hanging out with so i think it's really important for parents to put 
kids in a position to be able to develop some of those positive friendships. And I also think it's important, more important than ever, to be in a position as a parent to guard against some of the not positive friendships. All right. I I love this subject because, man, I mean, that's the next generation. I mean, it's so critical to write the Word of God going on and on in your own posterity. So we got one more segment coming with Steve. Stay tuned, and we will be talking more salt and light and kids. Parenting well in today's culture. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom of today. How fun. We were talking with Steve Hines, his book, Salt, Light, and Kids. And if you happen to, and parenting well in today's culture, and and if you happen to miss the beginning of the show, clearly um, he felt God called him to do this book, and those are the best kind. Uh, I know that God has something for us all where we're sharing what he wanted to get across with Steve's book. And so, Steve, I know one of the things that, that everybody's interested in, I'm interested in, what's the best way, I mean, what way would help you the most to get this book? Would you rather we went through Amazon or what? Amazon's the easiest for sure. It's available on all the different online platforms, but Amazon is pretty much where everybody goes, and it's available in paperback and audio and Kindle. So that, that's what I would say would be the best way. That is awesome. So if you go to Amazon and you just put in the author's name, Steve Hines, or you, you put can, in yep. Salt and Light and Kids, any of the yep. above, and, and you're going to get this uh, amazing book. And again, we'll have it up at Kingdom Pursuits. I always prefer to find out you know, kind of on the air the best way to do it because some people have them at their website and they have different ways that they want to do it. But I agree with you that if you can get it to raise up on the charts on Amazon, right? Uh, then, then that's absolutely huge. And so, you know, I, I think it's amazing uh, for those of you listening, if you can go encourage somebody that walks out in obedience and does something like this, and then after you get the book and read it, here's what is even more encouraging, is go back and make comments, right? And maybe even email Steve and tell him what you liked about the book, what you didn't like about the book, or even, and, and, and by all means, rate it five stars or whatever, and give somebody else a chance to read it. Those, those comments mean the world to somebody who's taken the time to do something like this, to, to encourage them to um, go on and write the next book or go on to make the next edition or whatever. Again, if, if you go to Amazon, you, you find the book, then, you know, go back and and tell them how you liked it and, and what you thought about it. And again, I can tell you every email or anything like that I get from a listener, it's, it makes my day, man. I mean, it's just That's like, right. right? You know, I love glorifying God with what I do and I know God is commending me, but man, every once in a while, somebody's got to be Jesus with skin on. <laughs> and, right. and, and uh, you know, it sure, sure makes it enjoy. So... Where is God taking you on this adventure that you didn't think, man, I didn't think I'd be up to doing this kind of stuff? I had no idea I'd be doing 
radio shows on Saturday morning, which has been a, a blessing for me, even on the day Alabama's playing Tennessee, which is the main uh, course for today for me, Roll Tide. And, uh, but just he, seeing him these last couple of months really working on letting me be an impact for the kingdom and talk to people. I had somebody read it that was not a believer, and she told me, I'm, I'm not a believer, but I was blessed by it. And so my hope is she's brought into the kingdom from it. So just seeing him do his work through what he yeah, let me know. what a great idea. So you got, yeah. a, you got a friend out there that's struggling with parenting who isn't, <laughs> right? And they're an unbeliever. You know, rather than throw them a book on the Bible or something, if you struggled there, hand them a book on parenting that says salt, light, and kids. They don't know. And, and the next thing you know, wow. You know, they, it, it, because the best possible thing they could do as a parent is chased after God, right? <laughs> yeah, amen. That's right. Because of all the things that I did, I, I think a lot more is caught than taught. And, and you know, I pursued, and, and my, my family all knows, I get up at stupid 30 to go study the Bible, and I love, and, and I'm always talking about God and this and that and the other, because I love him. And I, you know, I just, I, and so that kind of thing, you know, my daughters were looking for a husband that was like their dad, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and my son wants to be like that, you know? And so there are things that they modeled I wish they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I, I know that, man, that, that is a great idea. Like, you, you know somebody that you could share this book with. So go ahead and order three or four of them so that you're armed and dangerous with anybody that, oh, you're struggling with kids. Yeah, man, this book meant the world to me. So that's really a great idea, Steve. And what, a, what an encouragement that was, man. So what, did, did she really, did you feel like she was going to come to faith? I, it, it's a work in progress. It was the God opening door to me to have further conversations with her. So yes, I'm believing she's going to end up. Well, let's all just pray for her day. right now. Lord, we, we mm -hmm. thank you for Steve and we thank you for the door that you've opened in this lady's life. You know her name. Yes. And so we just pray that those seeds would, would begin to take root and they'd go deep down and that they would touch you and that she would come into your kingdom yes. so that she can truly be the mother that she wants to be. Yes. You thank have you. all that stuff for her in store. Lord, help her to open her heart. Only you can touch it, and we're trained, mm -hmm. trusting you to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Yes. Well, Steve, Amen. Thank you. <laughs> was there anything today that you wanted to get said in this few seconds we got left that you didn't get to say? I just want to say how much I appreciate you and what you're doing for the kingdom and using your platform. I, that People don't know how much time that takes so thank you for for your impact and your love for the lord robbie oh thank you steve this is really fun i had a blast today i hope you did listening because man that you're the ones that make it all work and now stay tuned you got so much truth coming at you on the truth network you got the masculine oh no encouraging prayer next with james banks followed by masculine journey and then nikita koloff it's time to man up so much truth coming at you on the truth network thanks steve thank you bye-bye This is the Truth Network.